Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Wow, we had a great week, didn't we, Ange? It was so full. The last few weeks have been full. We had bridal shower, and then we came home. We had to get ready for the wedding. The wedding was amazing. Thank you for all your prayers, the rehearsal, and the guys' times, and the gal times before the wedding, and all that stuff went really well. Mm -hmm. So we'll tell you guys more about that in a different episode, but today we wanted to share about... um, Another topic that just recently happened, on October 7th, we celebrated our first anniversary here in Idaho. Yeah, we moved states, and if you listened to our previous episode on why we are strategically relocating, this is a one year later from that experience. That's right. So we are going to share with you guys about the blessings that we've experienced since moving, um, talking about being informed politically and building community. There might be some tips woven in there as well. So we so appreciate you being part of the One Million Legacies movement. When you share, donate, mm-hmm. uh, you give five-star reviews on iTunes, written reviews, read all of those. It propels us forward. Mm-hmm. Well, there's lots of things that uh, potentially could be adjusting, changing with the ministry for, for the better. Um, as we look uh, to the future here. So be in tune with that. If a survey comes out, make sure you take it. Also, make sure you're connected with us on things that aren't social media. Make Mm -hmm. sure you're part of our text message list and email list, and you can go to our bios on social media for those. Uh, Also, all show notes and everything, CourageousParenting.com, and also getting on to those things are there too. So, hey, um, we are going to dive in here, and we're going to, first of all, talk about the blessings. There was many reasons why we were moving. It was a full t- multifaceted uh, move. Uh, it was really thinking through to all the potentialities as we get into darker times in the world and so forth of where mm-hmm. we'd want to raise our family. That's right. And of course, it's not just, uh, I mean, location is a really big deal. We talked about this, obviously, as a strategic relocation of our family um, and really our legacy. Um, but you know, in saying that I can't help, but want to share also how much we loved our community that we had in central Oregon. We have stayed in contact with them, very close contact. I mean, they all came to visit us during the summer, brought their campers and their kids. And we had a great time right after Xander was born. You probably saw pictures of that on Instagram. Um, and then they came back for the wedding and they were in, some of them were in the wedding. And so, so so we absolutely loved our community and that was the hardest thing. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of you have either moved and are experiencing this same thing that we did, or you're thinking about moving, but the thing that's holding you back is that you're going to miss people. And if that is where you're at right now and your husband is feeling led to move your family, or maybe God is speaking to the wife and saying, hey, you guys need to uproot and move somewhere else because you can't work or whatever your situation is. Churches are closed. 
I want to encourage you that God's people are everywhere. We've talked about this in other podcasts as well, but it really is true that God's body is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there are seasons in your life where God sometimes moves you to a different place because he wants to bring new people into your life, both for you and for them. And if you just are hunkering down and, and, and just staying in one spot because you have it good, um, and you're scared of what might be in the future, I just want to encourage you because God is the God who provides and builds community. It's kind of like that Bible verse that says, unless the Lord builds the house, the house is built in vain, right? And the same thing goes for when you're building a community or a church, right? Unless the Lord is the one building it, it's built in vain. And um, so I, I just want to encourage you guys because we have experienced meeting some really awesome people since moving here too. So some of the blessings, obviously we were, were very unique situation happened where we were able to live on land in mm -hmm. a home that was big enough for us and have a building that could work for Courageous Parenting Studios. Obviously having so many kids, it's nice to have something outside of the house where it's quiet and we can work when needed, shoot podcasts and so forth. And so, being able to secure a price that before the market went skyrocketing up. I mean, even just the day after moving in, the land in front of us sold for double what it was the week before. So it's really kind of a miraculous thing for us to mm -hmm. be able to be here. And um, another really, really amazing thing was the studio and people's gifts giving to the ministry enabled us to buy supplies and remodel it to where we have this amazing studio we can use mm -hmm. uh, right next to our house. That's right. That's so, been a huge blessing. And it's been a huge, yeah, it really has because, um, you know, working when you're homeschooling, we have, you guys know where we have nine kids, but currently two are out of the house. And then we have a three-year-old and a baby and those two aren't really doing homeschool yet, but we do still have five other kids that are homeschooling right now. And so for them to be able to do the things that they need to do in the house and for dad to be able to come out to the studio and get work done. And some of them even come out here where it's quiet and get the work done next to you. But, um, and then for me to just jump in real quick and shoot a podcast and go back to momming, that has been a game changer for us. It's the first time we've ever experienced that. And I will say we made the decision to move without knowing about this blessing. We were okay yeah. renting a house in a neighborhood or whatever it took to move. We yeah. felt prompted. It was time to move, whether you're renting, you're buying a, a, a small house in a neighborhood or the dream of having land. If that happens, Lord, we're, we're just being obedient. We're going to move. And so we made that decision ahead of time. Yeah. We didn't put conditions on it. We'll move if, if we find, find land. the ideal situation. Right. We'll move no. if this. No, we, we felt committed. a conviction. We're moving. And, in fact, and we we're going to go on a, a we're going to go on a two week RV trip in Idaho to find out which part of Idaho we're going to move in. We did already decide on Idaho, and you have to listen to the previous episode, strategic relocation for that. But I will say, on that level, we were so committed that there was even a conversation that we had where Isaac said, "So, Ange, if this house falls through, and we don't get it, are we?" that committed to moving to Idaho that we were even willing to live in the RV till we find something. And right away I, I immediately said yes, 
because we had heard from the Lord. We both were in alignment and agreement on Idaho. In fact, our whole family was in alignment and agreement, which if you have a big family and that yeah. happens, you know that's the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Um, so there was that. But also, when we came on our trip, you guys, um, we haven't shared any of this stuff in the podcast before. Um, we have shared with some friends. But when we were on our trip, we were also looking for a place that would have the the resources the tools the team that we would need for our family for health and for other things too um being in central oregon which is a very small community we had just found out on our rv trip that our one of our, our kids had scoliosis and we were needing to find a, a chiropractor that could help her. And the doctors in Bend were actually not helping her well. There was no plan for treatment. There was no braces, those kinds of things. And literally on day one, before we even found our home, before we even visited where we are, we found a chiropractor that was able to help her immediately by giving her a leg lift. Her back was then fixed 3% by x-rays in one visit. Um, we ordered a brace. She that that kid got into therapy, and is now um, she, her the back was off by like thirty some odd percent. It was really horrible, and now she it's healed to where it's twelve percent off. And so, um, huge answer to prayer. That was just one of many specific prayers that we had for God, wherever he was leading us. And so when we started seeing these answers, things like that happening before even moving here, we knew this was the area that God wanted us. So it's, you make a, sometimes you make a bold decision ahead of knowledge of all the details and then God fills it in. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And we felt uh, like we were obeying him by moving. Mm -hmm. And it, it, all green lights as we did that. So now specifically for some of our kids, it's been amazing. You know, you've seen some of this, you know, with Drew helping with remodeling, learning tools. Um, you know, learning friend, construction, really. Learning construction. Our friend Bruce helping with that, mm -hmm. who also decided to move after seeing us move uh, mm -hmm. to the area, which is amazing. He's an old friend from the Portland area. Uh, to Luke, you know, designing shelves and starting a business and, and then he made an major. arborer and a donut wall yeah. for austin and caroline's wedding so and austin getting a, a full-time job here right when we moved here literally in, in marketing which was just amazing for mm -hmm. him and you know kelsey uh even coming back from college and finding her you know dream internship and yeah. all the things that the good things that are happening now i know you just dropped a couple things about our older kids and i get so many messages on instagram of people going oh, i follow your daughter and she says she has her dream job what is she doing like nobody mm -hmm. really knows and so yeah. i'll just put you fill you in on a maybe we'll have her on the podcast someday if she'll be up for it but um she is a pastry chef intern mm -hmm. and she is paid and she is loving the work. She has been blessed to be able to work with one of the top 20 bakers in the nation, which is a super rare opportunity. I think it's one of those dreams that she had when she was a little girl. We used to encourage her to have her own bakery because she just is the most happy when she is baking. Yeah. And she's very gifted at it, always has been. But I think that she thought that she would. it was just a dream that she would never get to do. And so she's getting to live her dream right now, and she loves it, which is exciting. Um, so, and she found her first house there mm -hmm. just a mile from patisserie. So, um, she's thriving and yeah. I'm really glad that she's there. Um, and Austin, he, uh, you know, he was doing marketing he's still helping us with the podcast. Although Megan is also right now, mm -hmm. he's on his honeymoon 
And um, so the kids are just doing good. He got a new job as a venue manager, and he is loving that. That's a really cool job for him. So he'll be semi in the wedding industry. So sometimes you don't see all the positive ripple effects Mm -hmm. that happen for your kids until you move. You just think Mm -hmm. about what they have, and you have all these things that maybe are dialed for them. But what what do you not even know that you don't know? about the potentiality of when you move, it causes these even better things to happen. Mm-hmm. And so God has a plan. And so you'd be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I also think about home, your home birth, right? That wouldn't even, that have wouldn't have happened in Oregon, able to happen because no. of the restrictions and all those things. So yeah. there's the big, big deal I would say is freedom. And that was a big deal for us moving preemptively. Mm-hmm. What if forced vaccinations happen? And what if these things happen? We were thinking about that a year ago. Right, because it was headed that way. I mean, you guys, I'm, I was a fourth generation Oregonian. At the time, my kids were fifth generation Oregonians. Yeah. And we had lived in Oregon our whole marriage. So for 21 years, we had lived there. And we saw marijuana get legalized, abortion get legalized. I could go on and on and on with all the different things that became illegal. Like they were illegal and then they were legalized within my lifetime alone. Mm -hmm. And it drastically changed the culture of the state because the people that wanted those things would then flock to that area and put down their roots. And then their kids were being raised and it, it truly changed the climate of the Portland area, which was one of the reasons why we were thinking of moving out of it and we moved to Central Oregon was to get a little farther out, thinking that it was good enough, right? Yeah. Um, but then when COVID hit and all of the politics surrounding that, we saw the influence of Portland coming over into Bend. And for us, we didn't notice it till we got out of the state and we went on an RV trip with our kids and we saw eight different states. We saw many different counties and cities and saw how local government was impacting the local citizens and the way they were living and realizing that there are places that are free. Like I remember when we drove across the border into Idaho, we literally were like, are we in America now? Like we joked about it. Oh, welcome to America. Look at all the flags everywhere and they're not burning for crying out loud, right? Um, You know, and just seeing people driving around with their patriotism and different things. So the the point is for us, we wanted to be surrounded by like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Um, For our kids. For our kids. And when we're rebelling and not wearing a mask or just not wearing a mask, rebelling against culture in the way, Mm -hmm. um, people don't look down upon us. They don't look down upon our kids. I don't want to live like that. Now, some people listening, you have no choice. You might be in Australia. If you're in Australia, you can't leave. We understand there's complete lockdowns and these kinds of things. But if you have choices to make, we encourage you to make them. Mm-hmm. And they may be hard choices and it may cost you a lot. I mean, for us, the thing that it cost was the thing most dearest to us, which was our community in the sense of not being able to be with them every day and walking in life with them. But we realized that God was calling us to a sacrifice of that for the benefit of not just us, but our kids and our grandkids and our future great-grandkids, right? Yeah. And it, it is the truth because 
kids are impacted by their peers. And even though you, you think that, well, if you're in this community and your peers are like-minded, well, yes, that's true, except they're also in the, the place that they're in. And so when kids are really little, I don't put the pressure on them to be missionaries when they're that little. They're still in the I'm pulling salt into them stage. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. And so, um, and we have very small children also. And so we had to think about that. But James 1.24 says, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in one, the dispersed. That's right. One, two through four. Okay. So count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I love that verse. We just thought it would be an encouragement to everybody. Because we know that you, a lot of you are being tested. There yeah. is a massive testing of your faith, of not just your faith in God, but also just your convictions. Like you have personal convictions, which if we're believers, our convictions should be molded by our passion for the gospel and our understanding of what God calls us to and walking in truth and Christian living. A lot of things are starting to become known that were unknown. Things that were potentially labeled conspiracy theories a year and a half ago that have now been validated that they are true. And I think that we're going to see more and more and more of that. What is so quirky to me is that so much of what was hidden is now being blatantly just spoken about by this administration and by people who are working with them and revealing things. And so I think that it's important that we look through all things, vaccinations, all the things that we've talked about through a biblical lens. And we hold tight to some of those convictions, um, obviously open-handed to the Lord, but we should not be apologizing for having the convictions that we have when we know that the conviction comes from the Lord. We must lead unapologetically, that's for sure. So our next point is in being more informed politically. Mm -hmm. And in Oregon, it's kind of like hopeless that a conservative person is going to become governor in Oregon. Um, yeah. The state is so far gone uh, in so many ways that it makes it very hard to want to get involved. And being a strong Christian, a vocal Christian, it makes it very difficult to be involved. So far, we've just become informed. It's been a big transition mm -hmm. year for us. It's been busy. We've been remodeling our house, remodeling the studio, uh, meeting new people, all the things that happen mm -hmm. when you move. But um, 
we've gone to some rallies. We've right. been reading. We've been paying attention. We've been trying to get to know the candidates that are running for different <clears throat> political positions, um, specifically that of governor, because we yep. realize that that specific position has the most influence over all of the other um, smaller yeah. um people who are actually working. I'll, I'll give you an example. The Lieutenant governor is running for governor against her boss right now. And, um, it's very obvious that there are things that she's limited in being able to do and her convictions are not being, um, listened to or even talked with the governor. He just doesn't agree. And so he, he is doing things that are, not in the best in interest of freedom and the best interest of the people, but that go along with the narrative that the governors of Washington, Oregon, and California actually are, um, are in, talking about in some things, in some, in things, some things, yes. he's very much conservative. So yeah. he actually looks very conservative from a lot of perspectives compared to the liberal governors, but he's not conservative enough for Idaho. Right. And it's exciting because, People really, really want somebody that's super, super conservative, more like a DeSantis in Florida. And so there's candidates running, really good ones mm -hmm. that are like that. And we're getting involved as much as we can. We're researching and so forth. And we're excited mm -hmm. to keep Idaho uh, super conservative. In fact, if you're in Idaho, I'll just give a plug. You guys can go look it up. But there was an event that we went to last year, a week before we moved here, called Freedom Stand. And yeah. it was an awesome event. Charlie Kirk and Rob McCoy came out last year. I'm not sure who's coming so out this, this year. So this year, Charlie Kirk is coming out. And uh, uh, the two main people running for governor are also going to be there. Ed Humphreys and, and Janice, Janice McEachin. McEachin. Yep, so, she's the lieutenant governor. And there'll right? be others there too. So it's it was great. There was like 700 people there yep. last year when we went. Please come. Uh, I believe it's uh, somewhere end of October here. So Right. So you up. need to go get your tickets. You can just Google it and find out the information on, on that. But if you're in Idaho, we would love to see you there. Well, Bill, let's talk about our final point of building community. Mm -hmm. So what has it been like moving to a new place and building community? Well, I would say, first of all, we met some really amazing people right away. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, the family that helped us get our place, uh, they've become dear friends. Mm -hmm. uh, we also uh, knew the Kosas before moving here and gotten to know them better. Mm -hmm. And that's been amazing. But we've also, our friend, the Brady's, uh, Bruce, Stacy came. Yep, uh, they're going to be, great. Lord willing, building behind us. So that's and so, cool. So we have some really good friends. And mm -hmm. then in addition to that, we've met so many other great people. And we've visited lots of great churches. Yeah. And what's okay. really interesting about every church we go to is they're proclaiming the gospel and they're talking about the hard things in the Bible. Right, which is not something that we were familiar with happening at any of the churches that we attended for many, many years in Oregon. In fact, that was one of the things that, um, you know, we would always kind of shrug it off and go, well, no church is perfect. But man, wouldn't it be nice if the pastor would be bold enough to actually talk about abortion from the podium? And now we had a couple churches that we went to that did, um, two that yeah. I can think of. Um, and I always appreciated them, but when it came to like politics and when the, there was an actual election running, um, only one that I know of would actually do some serious, um, teaching and encouragement and lead the people as to how they should be voting. And I get that a lot of people, they get this confusion. They have it so brainwashed into their head, separation of church and state that they think that that's like an overreach. 
Well, the reality is, is that all of our political, everything in life, our personal views on everything, marriage, family, politics, all these things should come from being influenced in the word of God. So does a spiritual authority like a pastor have the responsibility and jurisdiction to teach on topics like climate change? Yes, because the Bible actually has something to say about our dominion of the earth, right? And so I think that it's important that we not only realize that 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 concept has been taken to an extreme, but that there is a need for a revival in the church where people start letting, they're surrendering all of their life to God, including their politics, and pastors are passionately preaching and encouraging people to stand up and be bold. Yeah, in the Good Hope in Matthew 6, verse 33 and 34, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So that's just an encouragement to everybody, but it doesn't mean we don't make bold moves in confidence of what we believe we're supposed to do. But at the same time, we're to be content in all things and joyful in all circumstances, mm-hmm. of course, uh, which is important. So I think that, um, you know, as you think about moving, not moving, go back, listen to Strategic Relocation Podcast. It's our most listened to podcast ever. It's been shared so many times. It's Mm -hmm. really, really helpful. Uh, There's a book we recommend in there that we also read that researches everything about all the states in America. If you're not in America, then that book won't help you. But I would really encourage you to pray about it, think about it, and where are you supposed Mm -hmm. to be? Maybe you are supposed to stay right where you are. And that's fantastic. Plant roots and share the gospel and raise up your kids. One of the things before that we, we moved, we thought, do we want our kids to develop roots and grow up in Oregon? Their families here. We encourage them to raise their kids in Oregon. And the answer was no. And that was just a big thing. And it's like, we can't be hypocritical. So we're going, we're, we want to be somewhere. We would say yes to that. And Mm -hmm. Uh, sticking roots down if, if they want to. We know kids are going to you know, move and go different places. We don't expect them all to stay in the same state we are. But so no, far, but so good. No, but likely they would meet their, mm-hmm. their, their future spouses and have friends here. And just the chance of a more like-mindedness is important to us. But I'm just going to share briefly from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. My favorite verses, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The next part says, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that nice? I mean, I I think about, um, I'm constantly taking my own thoughts captive. Or at least I'm constantly trying to take my thoughts captive. Some moments of the day I do much better than others, that's for sure. And there are other days where I don't do as well. But isn't it more powerful if God guards our heart and mind mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus? How powerful is that? That that right there is with secret sauce, if, if there was a secret sauce. So, hey, last thought is we are going to see more challenges in this world. Yeah. We all know that. We're going to have joy in the midst of those circumstances. Mm-hmm. But... When you're raising young kids, don't you want to be in a place where there's lots of like-minded people to rally with you? That's the big thing for us. We want to be where there's lots of like-minded people that are going to rally. They're going to lead unapologetically. They're not going to be pacifist Christians. 
So we want to be around bold, courageous Christians. Mm -hmm. And I think you do too. And so be praying about that. And hopefully this Mm -hmm. was helpful to you. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.